Hi, this is Gary from the Disney Spirits Podcast. I just want to let you all know that we had some issues with our mic levels throughout this podcast, but rather than re-recording and losing some of the spontaneous conversations that Joe and I had, we decided to put it out as is. I hope you enjoy our second episode, and I promise we'll get better at this. This is only our second episode, and we're still getting used to our programming. Sorry, folks. I'm sure to do better next time. It was my first flight, and I'm still getting used to my programming. Wait. This is the Disney Spirits Podcast, Episode 2, uh, April 13th, 2020. Gary, what's going on? I don't know. Just thinking about COVID. It's kind of what everyone's thinking about. Yeah. I'm trying to think theme parks, but I'm thinking more COVID. <laughs> I, I'm try- I keep trying not to think about COVID, but every time you turn on the TV, even the commercials now are all COVID themed. You know, We're all in this together. The theme park stuff is all COVID now, too. Everything. All the yeah. theme park news is all COVID. There's nothing else really to talk about. I sure wish enough. there was. I right? wish there was. Yep. yep. So um, this is the Disney Spirits Podcast, Episode 2. Joe, we we completed an Episode 1, and we're on to Episode 2. It's big yep. for us. It is. It's a big step. But... <laughs> <laughs> and and this this podcast we're actually uh we actually have a drink so the, the disney spirit's going to earn its name during this podcast we promised a drink last podcast and from now on we're going to have a drink every episode so True. Oh, by the way yeah i didn't even think about that but i don't think in the last podcast we even had a name so officially our name is the disney spirits and uh has to do with our love of spirits and disney that's right you are correct we finally have a name and a logo and web pages galore. So we'll have to put all that in the notes and make sure that we don't forget to do that. <laughs> Everybody make sure, you know, after you listen, comment, like us. Um, and uh, rate we thank us. You for, we thank you for listening. We Four stars and up. <laughs> <laughs> only. Yeah, we'll take four stars and up only. <laughs> so uh, just a review, personal intros. I'm Gary. I'm Joe. On the other side, yeah, it's Joe. We uh, we we just love all things theme park and mostly mostly Disney, sprinkling of Universal occasionally, mm-hmm. Six Flags, Sea World, you name it. Um, what kind of credentials do we have, Joe? Zero. We don't really have any credentials. We just like all things theme park, and we're just like uh, you know big consumers and big. We like to talk. We like to talk, and we like to talk about theme parks. We have no credentials, but we have a lot of experience. That's oh, what we do have. We do. And you know what I meant to mention? That I do have credentials uh, for being a bartender. I went to Boston Bartending School. and <laughs> I have yeah. a, <laughs> I had to take all those uh, because I was originally going to get a job, and I had to take the tips. And there was another, there was another bartending uh, test that I had to take. So I actually have – I'm a credentialed bartender. I am not. So if there's any problems with any of the drinks that we recipes or anything, it's Gary's fault. I was a while ago and uh, I'm by no means am I a professional bartender. I just uh, play one at, in, at my house. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> so what is this podcast about this this uh, this time? We're trying to do biweekly. So far, we've been pretty good. So what is our biweekly podcast about this time? We are going to go over our top five um, lounge 
or bar atmospheres at Walt Disney World. And um, this how, is how, a, do, how do we ever think of that? It's only no one idea. of our topics. <laughs> I was going to say it's a subject that's near and dear to our hearts. That's right. <laughs> and our wallets. <laughs> oh yeah, unfortunately, yeah. drinking at uh, theme parks is not a not a cheap endeavor. No. no. <laughs> so, uh, we'll start off with news, and then go on to our top five list. Sounds good. All right. So, Joe, Bob Iger is back. Took over for Chapik during this this crazy time. Yeah. I don't know. If you, like I was saying to you earlier, it's. Seems like, hey, uh, you know, now's not the time for kids. <laughs> let the adults, let the adults take over. <laughs> well, it's funny because it, it it did seem like the timing was very suspect that, you know, Bob Iger just took off just before this and uh, left poor Bob Chapik in the in the lurch. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think it's time that you need some experience, an experienced captain to yeah. sail the ship through these stormy waters. Is yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how long does, was it mentioned how long he's going to be in charge taking over JPEG? Um, it was not mentioned at all. In fact, oh. it was, it was almost like a, uh, like a bloodless coup. I mean, there was an article in the New York times where he said, basically I'm back. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. This is the way I envision it going down. JPEG just kept calling Iger and say, you got to come back. You got to come back. For the love of God, I'm freaking out. You need to come back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, a really bad time for, to take over, you know, as CEO of, of one of the biggest media conglomerates in, in the world. So, um, Iger's back for how long? Who knows? I mean, you know, he's been retiring for the last 10 years or so. So <laughs> he could be back for 10 years for all yeah. we know. True enough. <laughs> yeah. So good segue to our next one. Our next uh, news is that the SeaWorld CEO resigned. Second one in what? A, two, a year? Two years? Mm -hmm. Second, Second one? Second, Second one in um, the last. This CEO, uh, Serge uh, Serge Rivera, lasted five months. The last CEO lasted seven months. Um, everybody online seems to blame the board of directors. Um, in particular, a director <laughs> named Scott Ross, who is the chairman of the board of directors. Um, they Mike. It seems that they're micromanaging um, these CEOs and. Um, well, no. CEOs left citing disagreements with the board as the reason. Correct. Disagreements, yeah. with the board. just not letting us do what yeah. I want to do. Like, right, right. Yeah. I think it, and I think it had. I would would not doubt that it had something to do with the, you know, the furloughing of the employees and the coronavirus and how to handle that situation, and being told, you know, coming up with um, we're going to handle it this way, and being told no, this is how we're going to handle it, and well, then I'm leaving. So, yeah. I can't say for sure that's the way it went, but the way it is and um it's a shame because you know sea world um you know it, it's a great theme park um and as is bush gardens and and bush gardens in virginia and all their other parks but sea world in san diego and, and san antonio um it, and these guys didn't even get a chance to to make their mark at all like none. fail or or succeed like they right. just didn't even get a chance at all right so right. clearly something going on there that well that your typical CEO doesn't want to deal with. And right. Right. You know? Right. Yep. Yep. I'd like to, I don't know enough about that Scott Ross guy, but it seems that like you said, he definitely has the fans ire at this point. And I'm wondering 
you know, wondering the insight, like how to how to how did I miss getting this insight of Scott Ross? Like, who is this guy? Why? why well, like, how are they singled out? Like, who is he? It, it's funny. Well, I, I, you know, his bio is up there on the SeaWorld website and, and you can see who he is. I think his company is like Hill Path Capital or something like that. So it's so it's a um, and he does have theme park experience. Um, but um, uh, I got, you know, from what I got read on Screamscape, um, the fans are very upset with him. Um, there is a, a couple of SeaWorld centric websites that, you know, want him out, outsted and um, completely taken off the board. Mm-hmm. And he, um, you know, it, it's um, I, I think it's they blame him for, you know, squandering the tax rebates that companies received um, recently and using them for stock buybacks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is something that really all companies were doing. So I don't know about that, but, um, well, theme park I, fans I, always want that capital being put into new roller coasters right, or new attractions right, somewhere, exactly. yep, but yeah, yeah. 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 They say, you know, they say, yeah, they say ride maintenance is, 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 uh, not really what it should be right now. Um, I don't know if I've seen that, but, uh, you know, SeaWorld is a great, it's like I said, it's a great park. It's one I really enjoy going to. And um, I'd like to see them, you know, find somebody to stay and take them into the next era because they are slowly but surely phasing orcas and other animals out of, you know, first first orca yeah. shows. And, you know, I, and I think eventually it's going to be more of a roller coaster centric park, which is something that Orlando really needs. Yep. Yep. Um, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Me <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. More roller coaster central parks. And there are people, you know, there are people that are saying, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're kind of in trouble because they might not be able to finish their rides. Icebreaker and Iron Gwazi over at Bush Gardens. Those rides are pretty much done. So I think that, you know, those things are going to open. When the parks reopen, those things are going to open. Of course, it's going to be a rocky road for SeaWorld. It's going to be a rocky road for every park. Yeah, for all of them. It's a tough yeah. time right Including now. Including yeah. Disney and Universal. The, you know, yeah. Disney's, like we I think we mentioned last time, is losing about $30 million a day. So that's, that's a it's crazy. pretty good pretty good chunk of change good chunk, yep. <laughs> so so uh moving on um universal parks to remain closed until june 1st looks like uh universal is keeping all their parks closed in both city walk locations at least through may 31st and during this closure salaried employees will receive 80 percent of their normal pay i didn't have what's happening to their regular workers all furloughed yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, part-time workers are furloughed. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really sad situation. Um, it's, um, uh, you know, they, they were the first, t- it's, it's funny. Yep. You don't usually see, um, universal taking the lead, but they've taken the lead. Um, uh, I would imagine Disney's probably going to follow them. It is kind of oh. strange that Disney has not announced when their parks are going to reopen or, What's going to happen? I do know that Bob Iger did in an interview, another interview, talk about possible temperature checks when you're yeah. in the park. Um, that's interesting. I, you know, I don't know yeah. how, how that's going to go over, but <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what's interesting too that you mentioned that, and I only saw this in passing. I, I by no means am I saying that this is what it is, but there was somebody who had taken a picture of the new entrances at Tokyo, and it yes. looked like there was no security checks. Yes. 
Yeah, so I, I I didn't really look at the article, but I wonder if that's for temperature checks. It's it's possible. Yeah, I I believe yeah, um definitely in the China parks, I believe they're doing temperature checks. If those and I think those parks are re, have reopened. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens, how this will go over. I mean, uh, but my, the first scenario that came into my mind is, you know, you know, an, an entire family comes down to Disney World and, and, you know, mom, dad, and two kids, three kids, and, and, you know, dad has a, a 99.5 yeah. temperature and, and they all have to go back to the hotel room and quarantine. How is this going to work? You know, well, like all, all it takes is a kid to have an ear infection and a hundred and, you know, a hundred fever. And right. that's it. Like, that's it. That's yeah. it for your day. You know, right, right. oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. So, so continuing on our bad news, <laughs> our bad news. <laughs> I saved the other ones for last because they're two good newses at least. So another yeah, we bad. We need some good news. Yeah. We were running down the bad news, going from bad to worse. <laughs> My next one is that Disney furloughed three thousand workers, and the parks are you know remain closed like you like you had said, and there's no opening date yet. They furloughed their employees beginning uh, April nineteenth. And uh, um, the union has stated uh, through negotiations, obviously, with Disney management, I'm sure, but that workers' jobs, seniority, wage rate benefits are all guaranteed through the furlough and that uh, Disney will continue to pay 100% of the insurance, um, all, all insurance benefits, medical, dental, life, et cetera. For, so there's the little glimmer, <laughs> glimmer of good news through that bad news. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, at least – um hopefully you know i mean having their benefits guaranteed and yeah. all the seniority everything i guess is i mean at least at least you do through these tough times sure it's 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 a little to know at least that you know you're going to be coming back to your job when things reopen would be yep. you know at least that's nice to know um you know feel bad for them i don't know um you know florida is is famously poor when it comes to unemployment benefits so I'm sure mm. these people are going to be struggling when it comes to that, but um, I don't know. It's over in the right amount of time, but yes. hopefully sooner is the right amount of time. Uh, yeah, that's the way a, I feel. Yeah. Sooner the better, for sure. <laughs> sooner the better. It's, I can't – I was thinking about it the other day. It's just amazing. Like, how can you open these parks? Like, it, it's just going to be such a logistic – thing you know like mm -hmm. such a logistic i don't i didn't want to say nightmare it's just like mm -hmm. big logistics because you're just opening up a gigantic park that will now make people congregate really closely together right right and, you know mm -hmm. it, there's definitely no social distancing in <laughs> there is not they're not gonna they're not gonna put tape on the floor like at the supermarket oh. and say you know you're you stay six feet apart and, and one way through it. the one way through the parks and it's just right. not feasible no yeah. And, uh, I mean, touch. of course, it's not the only industry. I mean, I, I was thinking today about, you know, uh, you know, sports and sports stadiums. I mean, uh, how close, you know, every people have season tickets and how is this all going to be handled? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah we're, 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 you know, I, I think this is all going to happen, but it's all going to happen slowly. You know, we're, we're going to slowly go back to normal. And I think it's, you know, normal, we, things may open, but normal might take through the whole summer before things are normal again. Yep. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. So at least a little, here's a little bit of good news. 
Knott's Berry Farm suspends season pass payments and extends expiration for regular gold and platinum passes until the end of 2021. Good but news. Really good news. I mean, Cedar Fair. Um, awesome. Great Cedar company. Fair. Yeah, great company. They they run their parks very, you know, I, you know, comparable in size to, say, SeaWorld, Six Flags. But I think they're a step above Six Flags and probably even with the SeaWorld parks as far as quality goes. So I think, you know, and and they're treating their pass holders well. And I yeah. and I, and these and these smaller parks, I mean, uh, when things do reopen and these may be the parks that people are going to because they're 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 a lot less expensive and they're close you know yeah, they're car right away a lot <laughs> yeah the regional parks yeah, yeah but that's like that's one of those things like to me this seems like it's it, it has good vision in yes. that just get people back in the parks right. like really the bottom line for the the you know the uh how, how much people charge for these annual passes in these parks, not the Disney ones, because the Disney ones are very expensive. Like, right. I know I paid $30 for my Six Flags annual pass right. because they just want people in the parks. That's where you're spending the money. Yeah. Like, get in the park. Right. You get in the park, you're going to buy, a, you know, an overpriced soda, some overpriced food, possibly right. an overpriced stuffed animal, play some overpriced games, and then right. you're out of right. there, you know? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and you know SeaWorld does things like that too, and I would I wouldn't be surprised to see them announce something along those lines, you know, um, for you know extending annual passes for a, a good amount of time, um, even even in regular times. SeaWorld yeah. is constantly, you know, we get free bring free guests and they'll give you extra guests during the year, you know, Oh, in January, you can bring another, a, an extra guest and not even use your allotment that you get during the year. Um, you get 50% off tickets for your guests and they're, yeah. they're constantly giving things to their pass holders. So, uh, uh, these parks passes provide a lot of value. And of course they're less expensive than Disney and universal anyway. Yeah. So, yep. so they, they provide a lot of value. Yeah. Without so, a doubt. So, so my last uh, my last bit of good news is uh, from Orlando Sentinel. Disney World musician soon to be furloughed finds a way to share joy during the coronavirus. For three decades at Walt Disney World, Carol Stein has entertained the tourists playing Disney med- melodies for children at the Grand Floridian and drinking songs at the Rosen Crown in Epcot. And uh, she she's doing what other performers are doing and. Uh, got on Facebook live and got behind the keyboard and started playing for people. She, uh, she, uh, her, her intro was great. Hi everyone. Welcome to my living room. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Just awesome. And, uh, she, she dressed the part. She was yeah. dressed up and, you know, uh, dressed as like her, you know, her, her character as it, as it is. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, this is spread a little joy at a time like this and, mm-hmm. and, you know, bring a little bit of Disney world home. I thought I saw somewhere that Yeehaw Bob from the uh, river did. roots was doing the yeah. same yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, yeah, Bob is famous. And, right. uh, yeah. And, and, and these people are icons at Disney world yeah. and, you know, you go there to see them and, uh, you know, um, one of the first, a couple of the first casualties of this coronavirus epidemic were uh some of the talent in epcot you know the the um not the, the british revolution which i love going to see the british revolution and the uh, the drummers in japan 
who have been there for ages. Yeah. And yeah. Um, hopefully when this ends, they come back. I mean, um, if not, you know. It, uh, it's a big loss if they it don't. It would come. be a big loss. Yeah. It, it would I, lose, the World Showcase would lose a lot without these people. Yeah. Um, you know, her playing piano in the Rose and Crown and, and, and you know, the British Revolution, the drummers. Um, Dude, I was the, crushed when Off Kilter left. Uh, I had, had nothing to do with it. I was yeah. crushed. I mean, I such a following. I was on stage with Off Kilter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another time. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> anyway yeah yeah so so it's great that these people are are doing this and bringing a little joy to disney fans and everybody at this time so and um and they're not getting anything for it no no they're doing it because they want to do it and they want to you know they they want to entertain disney they love their their disney fans yeah yeah All right, so this was a perfect segue. We talked about the Rose and Crown for, for a brief second there. Yes. Perfect segue into our drinks, our drink creation. So um, we both have drinks with us yes. this time. And uh, you have to check out our videos that we'll have on YouTube at some point soon. But Joe, what is your drink that All you right. have? So my drink is um, probably one of the most famous drinks in all of Walt Disney World. And it's the Lapu Lapu that is served in the Tambu Lounge that is in the lobby of the Polynesian uh, Hotel. Ohana's. Uh, oh, three of them. Well, yeah, it was right outside Ohana's. <laughs> correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, this drink was... is, is iconic because it's served in a in a pineapple, and um, so you have to you have to get a pineapple core. And I got one from Amazon. I think I paid like you know seven bucks or something like that they run anywhere from six to fourteen dollars you know read the reviews pick the one you feel the most comfortable buying my guess is probably if you're not coring a thousand pineapples it'll all last a very long time like i said they run from six to fourteen i think i paid like seven bucks <laughs> so um and uh, this drink has in it uh two ounces of myers rum uh, well, first of all, I got this, I got I got I got this recipe off uh, off the web uh, from a site called Jason's Cooking. So I'll give a shout out to Jason. Thank you. It's a very good approximation. I don't think Disney has ever really released exactly what's inside this drink, but um, two, two ounces of Myers rum, and uh, I think Disney now uses Plantation Dark, and Myers to me, you can taste the Myers. In the, you used to be able to taste the Myers in this drink. It Myers has a very distinct flavor. It's a not just a Jamaican rum, but it's it's Myers. You can tell it's Myers. So I use Myers when I make this drink. Um, two ounces of orange juice, three ounces of pineapple juice, an ounce of uh, sweet and sour mix. Um, try and make your own. Don't use like the. But you know, right now I don't have any like lemons and limes and trips to the grocery store are infrequent. So I use Mr. And Mrs. T's. <laughs> so, <laughs> I pity the fool uses that. <laughs> anyway. And, um, and then the most important thing is it has an ounce of uh, overproof rum, 151 rum uh, as a floater. That is important. That is important. It's I, very important. Absolutely now, is. 
important. Now, for and in Jason's recipe, and for many years, Disney did use um, Bacardi 151, which uh, I compare to lighter fluid. Um, <laughs> uh, lighter fluid is less flammable. <laughs> correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have recently switched to Gosling's 151, which is a is a much better 151 rum, in my opinion. But there are even better ones out there. And um, you can use Lemon Heart, which is a iconic tiki overproof uh, Lemon Heart 151, a nice Demerara rum from Guyana. Um, you can use uh, Hamilton 151, which is another nice Demerara, um, very smoky flavor um there's plantation oftd which stands for old-fashioned traditional dark that's 138 proof that's another <laughs> another great um uh overproof, overproof from yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> or even if you don't have any of those overproofs you can use something like smith and cross which is a great navy strength rum there are other navy strength rums um uh, you know there's um pusser's gunpowder all those will work. <laughs> I love that name too. Yeah. Those are all those are all uh, nice nice sipping rums. <laughs> They'll all work, right? And this is going to going to amp up your drink. So with the two ounces of Myers and the one ounce of 151, this is pretty much equivalent to four ounces of rum. So this is not a drink. Go sip, slow. Sip this drink. It tastes very good, and the the alcohol is hidden. But don't drink it fast because yeah. <laughs> you'll know it. You will feel it. <laughs> yeah. So that's my drink right now that I'm sipping on. And of course, I do have it in a pineapple. And I, I show you how to make it in, in the video that we are going to post on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Yeah. I'll also have a, a, a video for my drink, which is the Bourbon Breeze. Oh, nice is, one. Um, thank you. Which is all, all over. Disney, actually, you get uh, uh, predominantly in the pool bars. You can always get one in a pool bar. Yeah. And um, so it's made from. I used two ounces of bourbon, and uh, that's mixed with cranberry, pomegranate, and lime juices. I made myself a little mix of like uh, one ounce, one ounce, and then uh, the squeeze of half a lime, and uh, it all poured into a glass, and then topped with uh, fever. Fever Tree ginger beer. Fever Tree there, being my favorite now. Very, Fever Tree is yeah. a very good ginger beer. Q yeah. is good, too. Yeah, I like Q. It's so also like good. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Fever Tree, I think, is 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 my favorite. So, so Gary, this this has... Uh, so there's an interesting thing when I was researching these. Yep. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you a question about the pomegranate. Uh, this is this is pomegranate juice. This is not like granadine. Is, not the syrup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I use palm. Palm. Pom, pomegranate okay. palm. juice. So yep. it's a pomegranate juice. Okay, correct. Yeah. Um, partially because that's what I was, I, I didn't really find a perfect recipe online. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't like grenadine right. <laughs> because yeah, it's so syrupy, <laughs> sweet. So I use palm, I use yep. regular, um, ocean spray cranberry and the juice of half a lime, but yeah. which brings me to the bourbons I used, right. but, uh, and it brings me to my interesting story about what I found on the, on the, on the web was that. If you're staying at a moderate and you're at a moderate pool, you get bullet bourbon. And it seems like if you're staying at a deluxe, you get Jim Beam Black extra age bourbon, which uh, I don't know. Give me the bullet any day if you ask I'll me. Take the, I'll take the bullet any day, too. <laughs> right? I, one thing I did do is I went online and I downloaded the um, the the uh, menu from Petals Pool Bar, which is, the I think, the bar at Pop Century. 
and and they do they use Jim Beam there. So even if so, if you're on a moderate, you get it's you get the bullet, but not not at a, <laughs> it's not at a value or a. So a, were they uh, using the, yeah? Were and, they using they, the Jim Beam extra aged bourbon, or were they just using straight Jim Beam? Jim Beam extra aged, yeah. Oh, Jim Beam extra sure. aged, and and it's funny because. Um, a lot of the drinks on the Petals pool bar menu are kind of like Disney always had the standard drink menu and you yep. would see it really yep. at the pool bars yep. a lot. And, 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 every, yeah. Right. They're here. The captain's Mai Tai, the um, banana cabana, the uh, pina calava is another one. <laughs> yeah. And but the funny thing is, is as I was looking around recently, they've really mixed it up. Those drinks, yep. are, there's no standard menu. Those drinks are interspersed on the different menus. But there, a lot of the the um, even the yeah. pool bars have custom drinks yep, for the location. Yeah. And I, I I applaud Disney for that. They've upped their game when it comes to bars and lounges and I they've really upped their game and it's going to be reflected in my list because I think most of my list when I was done and looked it over, I said, well, these are all fairly new bars and uh, except with the exception, one big exception, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I believe an original bar from, from the oh, beginning of Disney world. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so in my, my, uh, in my video, I didn't have bullet being, you know, the, uh, the times we're in, I didn't make it to the store, but I used Eagle Rare, which is oh yeah, pretty darn good itself. So it held up really good, and that's what I'll be sipping this evening. Very delicious. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I know you and I, we like our bourbon breeze. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a maybe that's a story for another time too. But <laughs> yeah, at the uh, we're at the paddock. We're at the that's paddock bar the that paddock. day. And, another uh, great pool it, bar. And and Joe, I cannot remember. The paddock had a specialty, and when you just brought up the specialties, I can't remember what their specialty was because the the bartender when we got talking to her, she said, "Oh, do you want a, a, a the specialty one?" And I can't remember what it was, but we were like, "No, go with the bourbon breeze." I, I can't I, <laughs> remember, yeah, I, but was a specialty. Maybe I'm maybe I'm you know mis- remembering remember. that. I but. remember I remember like like walking like looking over the menu behind the cat because I think they have like a menu board even there or whatever. And and like getting the bourbon breeze and I'm coming back to the table and you're like, what's that? So it's a bourbon breeze. And I told you what was in it. You're like, oh, I need one of those right now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the way it went. <laughs> and, and, and you know, I think that was the first time I had a bourbon breeze and probably you, too, obviously. Too. And yep. Um, yep. but now it seems it seems like it's on a, it's on a lot. It's on a lot. Of, it must be popular because Disney yep. has it spread the bourbon breeze around to a lot of different menus now. Yep. So. All right. Well, that we'll move on to our our top fives. Yeah, best, top five best bar atmosphere. But but I have to stop. I'll have to stop us for a second because oh. yeah, but the, we we knew that we both pick one, so we we excluded it from the list. We didn't look at each other's list, but we knew that we would both pick this because we've had discussions many times about how great this bar is and how it's in the perfect spot and how it's the bartenders are fantastic, but it's the Dawa Bar. The Dawa yes. Bar at Animal Kingdom. Um, it is. It's just a fantastic bar. It's. It's. Um, Hammer. Ham. Oh my gosh, I can't speak. Harambe Village. Yeah. It's right next to the Tusker House, and yep. it's in. It's it. Some people use it while they're waiting for their Tusker House um, um, table 
they uh, mm-hmm. they go up to the bar and grab a drink. There's a lot mm-hmm. of space to drink. There's a lot of tables out there. A lot of places to hang around. Yep. A lot of a lot of good um, shade. There's a Com- lot of shade. <laughs> yeah, it's completely open air, but it's completely but it's shaded as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, a, a big list of uh, South African wines, and um, let's see, it has African beer listed. I think yep. there's a there's a, couple there's a star African rum that's in some of the drinks. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's that uh, Tusker Lager, which people seem to like when we're at the bar. Seems like a lot of people order that. A lot of people order Tusker. We usually order Old Elephant Foot. Yeah, Old Elephant Foot. Tampa, Tampa Bay Brewing. <laughs> so good. It's, yeah, it's one of my favorite yep. IPAs when I'm in the in the parks there. And uh, they also have a lot of special cocktail special specialty cocktails. Um, tongue tied. I'm just talking about drinks. That's what happens. Well, you're drinking a drink. Yeah, I'm drinking too. They have a lot of specialty cocktails like Lost on Safari yes. and that, that uh, super good. Uh, oh, geez. I could, uh, African now, margarita, I think, is uh, another one. Yeah. African margarita. But the one I was trying to think of was uh, mojitos. The mojitos that they have there oh, are yeah. fantastic, too. Yep. Oh, Actual, you know, they, they actually muddle the mint leaves. Yeah. Um, always order extra mint leaves because it tastes fantastic mm-hmm. in the drink. So, uh, Dawa Bar's location, it's in a very busy part of the animal kingdom, situated near the bridge from Discovery Island in Africa. It is at the exit of the fe- well, exit slash entrance, maybe, <laughs> the, the walking path to the Festival of the Lion King. It is, like I mentioned, right next to the Tusker House, mm-hmm. and it's also on the back way, we, we, I call it the back way, path to Pandora. Right. So right. Yeah. It's got and that's a, that's all that's like a new area. The the new Festival of Lion King Stadium, the new um uh dining area back there and the new path that goes to Pandora um right next to the river. Um so and it, 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 that wasn't there before. The Dawa Bar was always there. Yep. From the so opening of Animal Kingdom. It makes it a great place to people watch. So many people are going by there. Yeah. You know, it's a great place to people watch and um then Throughout, like I I'm trying to think of how often they come out. I think it's every half hour, maybe. But the Tam Tam drummers play right out in front of the bar. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're still there. I hope right. you know. There, there's been so many entertainment cuts lately that it's yeah. hard to keep track of it. But I, you know, they were always fantastic. A lot of energy. They got a lot of people involved, dancing, kids, yep. and you know, just other favorites. Yep. Yep. It had lots of time at the bar because she likes to go up there and dance, and they always make a big deal about her because she knows the dance. <laughs> <laughs> Good dancer. Well, she's got rhythm. She's a drummer, for she's, crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Joe, I wish we remember the name of this bartender, but you know, almost all the bartenders there that I've ever come across are super friendly. They just seem to really love their location. A lot of the Disney bartenders and servers are are just fantastic. I've had so many great conversations and some of them we've got to know, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. But yeah, she, I remember her, she was like retiring when we were there the last time. It was their last weekend or something like that. I think her, like her last weekend was coming up and, uh, and, she remembered me. <laughs> I think we mentioned this in the last podcast, but she remembered me. And I, I, we only go there like 
once a year, maybe right. on lucky times, maybe maybe twice in one year, but we typically go annually. And oh yeah, she remembered uh, me. She definitely remembered you. We, oh we yeah. Had, yep. We had a great conversation. She came around the bar, took a picture with us. It was it was every great time. I remember yeah. talking about. I, I think I had a Tampa Bay Rays hat on that day. She we talked about baseball. We talked, you know, and she was she's just a great bartender, a great server. Yeah. Like I said, so many Disney bartenders and servers are fantastic. And um, so, yeah, the, the Dawa Bar, an absolute classic. And I, I'll tell you what, not just Gary and I, but everybody I know loves the Dawa Bar. <laughs> I have that. Uh, we have our little sneaky place where it seems like the seats are always available. I'm not going to bring that up, but I will say that I almost always sit in that tractor seat. Yeah. So the seats are all sort of like... Uh, homemade seats some of them yeah. are drums some of them are just tractor seats on a on you know three poles and mm-hmm. you know they're they're made to look very rustic in that they are and I, for some reason i always get the tractor seat yeah I don't know. Well, it's, it's become a thing <laughs> it's a thing i mean yeah. yeah the dawa bar like all of animal kingdom is like themed amazing i mean disney does an amazing job theming anyway but this Animal Kingdom and the Dawa Bar in the African section, Harambe Village, is just—it's like you're transported to Africa. It's amazing, yep. and and with the Florida weather, it really feels like you're yes, transported to Africa. <laughs> when they say it's Africa hot, oh my gosh, sometimes that is. Yeah, was, yeah. I went for a walk yesterday. It was Africa hot yesterday, and it's only <laughs> April. What was it, April twelfth yesterday? So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so, not Africa hot here. It was—I uh, don't know. 40, 50, something like that. So. I, I'm, I, would, I would welcome that right now, to tell you the yeah. truth. <laughs> yeah, it's pluses and minuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe at least for a couple of days. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Dawa Bar made yeah. both our lists. So I guess we're going to have a top six. But I, 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 I'm going to say that is just, you know, it's just one of those places that even people who go there maybe once, if, uh, uh, you know, if you get it, if, if you get a chance to go to the Dawa Bar, go. Yeah. It's worth it. It's yeah. just, yeah. you know, it's it, just a fantastic experience all around. Yeah, if you're at Animal Kingdom and and you feel like having a beer, you know, not to say don't stop at any beer card or anything, but just walk over stop to the, Harambe. Yeah. The Check out the Dawa <laughs> Bar. Believe me, you will you'll not be sorry. And, all right. Yeah. All right. So moving so, on to the to the top five. Um, so. Joe, you want to go with your top five? You were your number five first, sure. and then I will, uh, sure. I will sure. go with mine. We'll work our way down the list. I think I took the first spot last time, so yeah, could be could be yours this time. All nope. right, okay, Joe. Very democratic of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my number five is um is a, again like I said my my top five is uh, except with the exception of one uh, bar are all fairly new, and this one is um. I think it opened in, in 2019, I think. So it's really new, or 2018. Um, the Baseline Tap House in Hollywood Studios. Uh, it's located um, in what used to be called the Writer's Stop, which is directly adjacent to the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, um, kind of overlooking the Muppets Courtyard where the, um, the Muppets 3D is. And um, it, I, at one time, even before the writer stop, it was when Ellen was a show on ABC. It was called Ellen's by the Book. Um, and it was a kind of a bookstore, bakery, coffee shop type of a place for many years. 
and Disney announced they were going to close it. And they were going to mm. turn it into kind of a craft brewery. And this brewery was going to be themed um, to like an industrial look, um, like so many breweries are. Um, and it was going to be the theme to the Figueroa Print Company, which was a mom and pop printer that used to work with the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank way back in the day. So it's got kind of an out indoor and outdoor. There's a courtyard, like an industrial look um, with wooden benches and tables and popcorn lights strung across the courtyard. And um, it's, uh, you know, if you've been to a brewery tap room, it looks like a lot of them. Yeah. But it's, um, it's a great place to have a beer. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, we went there last time. I, I will tell you, though, the reason it didn't make my list is because the writer's corner was one of my favorite places ever. And I'm bitter. It's funny you should say, it's funny you should say that because no. I think a lot of people feel that way where they're yep. kind of, they kind of, and, and I kind of did too at first. Like, I was like, oh my God, I love that place. What are it they doing? Yeah, you know, so exactly. But really, I don't, Absolutely I don't think since the day this bar opened and, and my wife, Amy, she also loves it. And yeah. I don't think there's a time we've been to Hollywood studios where we haven't gone there and had a beer. And, um, it's got this, this soundtrack, um, with these cool jazzy kind of bossa nova versions of, of hits from, uh, uh, from the 19, I think the nineties and the two thousands, but they're, you know, they're all pop and rock hits, you know, like uh, yeah. I always, I always yeah. in my head, I always think of Guns N' Roses patience, but very, very like <laughs> mellow, like in a bossa nova type of way. And it's just, it's almost like, it's almost like mesmerizing. It like puts you in a trance and the beer, <laughs> the beer selection is all California beers. Um, yeah. They're all, and the they're, prices they're actually fantastic. are pretty decent for, for, um, and, and that's one of the things I, th I thought about, you know, at, at Star Wars land, you know, where the prices are uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge, where the prices for the beers are kind of expensive. I'm like, well, Baseline Tap House is right down the street. And, and Save the a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah. The beers are um, $10.50 for a 22-ounce beer. That's, for by Disney standard, that's pretty cheap. That's pretty good. Well, plus $9, $9.25 yeah, $9 for 16 ounces. That's pretty cheap. And uh, I know when I go there, I usually will get either black um, Ballast Point Black Marlin Porter because I'm a big dark beer yeah. fan, uh, or Stone Delicious IPA. Another one that I really beer. like is um, Sierra Nevada Tropical Torpedo is another one of my favorites that they have there. So they have you know probably about ten or so um, California craft beers, and you know you know like I said with this soundtrack, and if if it's a lazy you know, sunny day or, or even better, like a cool spring evening, um, with those lights and the sci-fi dining theater yep. sign lit up, you know, the neon sign, like right next to you, just hanging over the courtyard. It's kind of, it's pretty magical, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect atmosphere to have yeah. like a beer and, and um, and yep. a gigantic pretzel. Yeah, and in, in the middle of this theme park that's very Disney now. You yeah. Can, yeah, in a gigantic pretzel. Um, and they, ha they have the charcuterie <laughs> board. board. Yeah, beautiful. And, and it's 10 The charcuterie board is $10, and it's a really nice one. And you're not going to find another one around Disney for 10 bucks. that's that nice. And um, the pretzel is like, I think, $9. But, you know, that's 
that's worth it just for the mustard. Yeah, it's mustard. fantastic. <laughs> it's you know, it's as good as the pretzel in Germany, I will say. Yeah. And um, and the cool thing about it is, you know, I really was worried that this kind of mellow atmosphere was going to go away when Galaxy's Edge opened, but it really hasn't. It really has kind of maintained it. Um, you know, it's it's always busy. There's a you know, sometimes you won't find a seat in the courtyard. Um, you might have to stand for a little bit until somebody gets up and leaves. But for the most part, we always find a seat and uh, just really enjoy it. You know what's funny about that, um, Joe, is last time we were there, um, I think it was 20, it could have been 2019, 2018 maybe, mm-hmm. but it was it had just sort of opened. So what right. was that? Was that 2017? Was that 2018? I, I think it, I don't think it's been open from 2017. I think it's really yeah, so it's 20, 2018 or 2019. 2018. Yeah, yeah. But all I remember is the time we were there, it just kept raining and raining and raining. Oh, so we spent yeah. a lot of time in this bar. Yeah, but I went, inside, yeah. I thought to myself, hey, this is one of those great, like, uh, uh, places that people aren't really discovered yet. Because every time we walked in, we walked right up to the bar, the place was empty. And I'm thinking, well, this might be a little oasis in this hustle and bustle of a, of a park, you know, right. but it but it caught on, <laughs> like it you did. said, but yeah. which is fantastic. But it doesn't all, it doesn't ever seem even when it's busy, it does. It just doesn't seem overwhelming, shoulder to shoulder. Like I can't move. I need to get out of here, kind of thing. You know, it Correct. just seems like it. Just it. It's just a really good place to, you know, hang out, have a beer, have your, you know, have have a have a snack, a little appetizer, yeah. or whatever. But you always have like room. It just has a good vibe. You know, they yeah. they made it really. You know, the Disney Disney magic. Who knows? Just is able to handle those crowds that are in there that just it just never seems overwhelming to me it doesn't you know it doesn't it doesn't ever seem overwhelming and i you know i i think they were probably shooting for like the like the tap room atmosphere and they really hit it oh, where it. it's kind of yeah a mellow tap room um where con, you know there there's low music but it's in the background it's kind of mellow music it's and conversation and uh it's just a it's it's really a great place and i and it's basically counter serve i i think there are servers the bartender sometimes comes around yeah, if he knows yeah, that you yeah. want something you like your glasses are empty or something you come right, around right but it's basically food, counter right? service there's a yeah. bar it's it's a bar slash counter it's you know <laughs> but, but um it, it's 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 got and it shares a restroom with the sci-fi dine-in so you know it's it like i say it's right next door to it um and you you know sneak a peek at the movie playing at the sci-fi you can if you've never seen the sci-fi dine-in theater (laughs) you're curious you can just peek around the corner when you go to the restroom there yeah but yeah it's yeah that's that's a that's for another show (laughs) (laughs) but uh really 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 one of our favorites and like i say my wife amy and i if we go to hollywood studios i can just almost guarantee you we will spend at least a little bit of time at the baseline tap house yeah it seems it's strange because almost every time i know you're in the parks and i'm messaging you that's where you are it it is weird isn't it (laughs) (laughs) is that it you walk in and just go right to the baseline and plop down that's it I mean, I think the last time we 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 actually rode the Skyliner, and yeah, we went right straight to the baseline. <laughs> All right, so should we move to uh, to my number yeah, five? Let's hear your number five. My number five 
and I'll give you the reason why it got number five, but it's the Tune In Lounge. Oh yes. <laughs> so um R.I.P. Oh no. <laughs> still there. No, it's no, no. There. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm I'm thinking of another another lounge. Yeah. No, I know exactly. Yes, I like the Tune In Lounge. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's attached to 50s primetime yeah 50s primetime yeah. cafe yep yep it's uh it's billed as dad's living room which i thought was awesome in the uh it's very kitschy 1950s um uh, even the bar has uh sort of like a linoleum look to it you know right um made to order drinks a lot of good bars on tap and it's a little known fact that you can get the full menu from 50s primetime at this tune and lounge. That's it. If you can which is fantastic. Also Mom's pot roast. And it's so good, but the fried chicken. Oh I, don't yeah, know. No. I either get the pot roast or the meatloaf always. Uh, my daughter last time ordered the meatloaf and the uh, the waitress stopped and said, What? Did you say the meatloaf? Because I think you're the first kid today or I think ever that's ordered the meatloaf from <laughs> Chicken nuggets. <laughs> and, uh, no, she orders. She, good thing she likes food, but yeah, she ordered the meatloaf. And the, oh yeah, the meatloaf the, is awesome there. <laughs> but yeah, so so this is billed as Dad's living room. Mm-hmm. Um, um, some some specialty drinks that they have there's Dad's electric lemonade. It's a that's the a neon blue drink, <laughs> made with rum, vodka, blue <laughs> curacao, and sweet and sour and Sprite. Pretty sweet for me. Yeah, that's a little on the sweet side for yeah. me. Uh, Maui Waui uh, with um, coconut rum, uh, melon liquor, peach snaps, orange juice, and pineapple juice. A little sweet for me. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Dad had a sweet tooth, yeah, apparently. Punch. <laughs> I think that was from Grandma. Vodka, yep. peach snaps, um, cream de cassis. Is that how you pronounce it? Cream de cassis. I think so. Cassis, lemonade, and pineapple juice. Also sweet. <laughs> Yep. But uh, normally when I'm there, I'm going for beers because they typically have some pretty good beers on tap. Yeah, they um, have yeah, Highlight IPA and some other, yeah. yeah. I'm from Cigar City, which is one of my go-tos in the park uh, also, like Elephant Foot. Yep. Um, they have Yingling and all the all the other ones that you would expect, like uh, Bud, Bud Light, et cetera. But uh, the coolest thing about it is they have a bunch of televisions around the the lounge and couches, and uh, they show clips of 1950 shows. They constantly rotate. They, That's the, right. Luckily, yeah. it's long enough so that like you don't always get the same. You know, if you're there having a drink, you don't get the same show yeah. over yeah. three minutes, or whatever. It seems long enough that sometimes you don't even repeat a show. You know, and and, but, and not you know not only are they 1950 shows. But they're like 1950s televisions and 1950s sofas and not all the furnishings from like the 1950s. It's fantastic. It is absolutely like even the clocks. You know, the clocks yeah. are those yep. like burst yep. clocks and yep. stuff. Yep, yep. The the old. I have. I actually have one of those clocks. <laughs> oh yeah, you were definitely transported to 1950 yep. when uh, when you're here. And um, uh, geez, I was trying to think of the name of the movie that uh, Brandon Fraser is in. You know that movie. It always reminds me of this 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 bar. Oh, jeez. Okay. I've done this a couple times, this cast, but I can't think of it. I will. I will by the end of this. But it, Brendan okay. Fraser is in it. And uh, he basically, his family goes into a fallout shelter. And then something happens and they get stuck in there for years. And he grows up in the fallout shelter. But the decoration is exactly like this, the two-day line. <laughs> 
<laughs> I digress. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a good choice. I like. I really like the Tune In Lounge. I when you first said Tune In, I, you know, it's, we're recording this at night, and I'm uh, like half, you know, not what we're drinking. So I thought Gary was talking about another lounge that was it at uh, Hollywood Studios, but may come up in his list later. So I won't. Yeah. I won't mention it. I don't know. It's not on my list, but it, it, it just may be on my list. It might be on his list. I know he was a big fan of this place. <laughs> All right. So um, that's my number five. So, Joe, you want to go ahead with your number four? I will move on to my number four. My number four is, uh, again, a fairly new uh, bar, and it's the Abracadab Bar at uh, Disney's Boardwalk Hotel. And um, this hotel is located directly next door to the Flying Fish uh, restaurant. And um, it's not really the bar from the Flying Fish restaurant. It's totally themed by Imagineering to um, a secret magician's hideout. Hangout. Yeah. Lounge, hangout lounge, you know. And um, supposedly the story is uh, one night. All these famous magicians from the that played on the boardwalk so to, suddenly disappeared, and uh, they were never seen or heard from again. And um, until some uh, janitor at this uh, at uh, on the boardwalk laid his broom on a secret door that opened up, <laughs> and they found this this magician's lounge. They didn't find the magicians, but they found this lounge, and. Um, the the uh, theming is just so like 19 ter- from like turn of the century to 1930s um the and there's this really elaborate wallpaper with kind of hidden magician mm-hmm. faces it's on it yeah spooky spooky looking spooky, yeah. like uh almost yeah. uh haunted mansion-y wallpaper yep right right so, very haunted mansion it's yeah i, I would say very haunted mansion and i have to like, say joe yes this is my number one. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's your number one. So let's get that team on this one. I, I, I stole your thunder. All right. Well, you know, we, Gary well, and I, I don't know that you stole my thunder, but as part of the fun of these lists, is Gary and I don't discuss this beforehand. So here's proof, okay? <laughs> well, like so, you said, it was yeah. uh, stomping grounds for favorite magicians. And their assistants, by the way, that's that's yes. mentioned a few times, but um, it was opened in 20, in uh, 2016, mm-hmm. and uh, um, this is by far one of those places that I will go to every single time I'm at the parks, because it is just it transports you, it not is. not just because of the drinks, but it transports you to just you are surrounded by magic. You know, Old magical items, uh, yep. handcuffs, straight jackets, <laughs> posters. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're all the, the floor has got this MC Escher like pattern on it that just it's almost like an optical illusion when you look down at it. The coasters, um, the, coasters the coasters, right? Yep, yep. They spin them, they, they do an illusion. They do, yep, yep, yep. yep. And, so. um, and well, but one of the things I love about this pop, this bar is, is. You know, Disney has really upped their cocktail game. And this place is some place where the cocktails are. Every cocktail on this menu is made with top shelf ingredients. 
They are fantastic <laughs> drinks. And I'd and say, I, that's probably one of the main reasons I'm I'm number one on Gary's list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know Gary uh, loves a quality cocktail. You know, he's making his he's making his bourbon breeze with Eagle Rare. So that all you, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Oh, the cocktails are fantastic. And I just want to add on what you, what you were saying about that is that uh, they Disney outdid itself because not only uh, the the decor of the place, but the cast members that are there get into it so much. They do. I don't know if you remember last time we were there where the, uh, um, it was a server. I don't even think it was the bartender. It was a server, but he was bringing over our beers. I mean, I'm sorry, our, our cocktails. We didn't have beers there. We definitely went with the cocktails. Yeah, but not there. Spent, yeah, I always have cocktails there. He probably spent 15 minutes chatting with us yeah. after he did like his. Uh, he mixed a drink in front of us that changed mm-hmm. color and stuff, and yep. like was so into it. it yeah. I, I was so you know I bought yep. into the to the whole thing so much. It was just it was fantastic. It was just a great experience. It was like another attraction. You know. I think that drink <laughs> is the Conjurita. Um, and I think that's the one that changes color. But I mean, there are several drinks so that are like that. And I think it's really, um, they have some drinks that, you know, they, that are kind of like themed to magic tricks, but they, they all have really high quality ingredients. They're all, I've never had a bad drink there. Every drink has been amazing. Um, I think they all run about 15 bucks, which is, you know, it's not cheap, but for when you're talking about top shelf cocktails, a lot of these bourbons and and uh, and, and the ingredients that they use are, you know, yeah, uh, you know, $40, top 40, shelf? fifty dollars a bottle, yeah, <laughs> exactly. you know, fifty dollars yeah. a bottle, you know. So, you know, this is and 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 they use some things that you're you're not going to have in your home bar, so it's good to taste other things too. Yep, yep, without a doubt. And was that where we had the Coney Negroni? It is where I, that is my go-to drink. There, um, I also like um, the Magic Hatton, which uh, oh, yeah, is, that's yeah, right. which is a, yeah, <laughs> which is that, two drinks that 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 time we were there, and I think we um, alternated yeah. with the <laughs> the Coney Negroni and the the Magic Hatton. Yeah, yeah. both great drinks. Both you know, Fantastic. Coney Negroni is basically a, a Boulevardier, which is a which is a Negroni with um, with bourbon or rye, uh, My rather rather than gin, and that's Gary's favorite drink. And then um, the Manhattan is the Magic Hatton, which is Gary's second favorite. Yeah, drink. I also so, yeah. There's <laughs> a pattern. And, uh, yeah. And 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 the and the bourbon used in the Coney Negroni is Eagle Rare, which Gary's drinking right now, which is a fantastic bourbon. And uh, in the Magic Hatton, they use uh, Hudson's Manhattan Rye, which is you know I think that which is like my 50, favorite. Like it's like fifty dollars a bottle. It's expensive, so it's not you know these are top shelf top shelf liquors. And um and the drinks are they taste like they're you know they're fantastic. And the servers. Again, Disney has great servers and the servers here, like Gary said, we last time we spent 15, 20 minutes talking with our server and uh, and it was just a great experience. Then we went next door to the Flying Fish and had a fantastic meal and had awesome drinks there too. (laughs) That's for another time. That's another another (laughs) And by the way, the the Flying Fish has a completely separate cocktail menu. Also a very good cocktail menu. Very good cocktail menu. Excellent wines too. Yeah, very, very good. Yep. 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 All right. So that was uh, that was your number four and my number one. 
That's Gary's number one, my number four. We'll see if, we, see if we, we touch bases again, <laughs> again <laughs> in the top five. We might. Who yeah. knows? So my number four is, uh, unfortunately, this could have been the one you were thinking about, but it's the Catwalk Bar. Yeah. Also, well, back at MGM Studios, back when it was MGM Studios. It was not Hollywood Studios no. then. Nope. No. But this, by far, was one of the coolest atmospheres for a bar. Um it was above the soundstage restaurant when it first opened. And uh, it was in the catwalks above the seating and service areas above this, this soundstage restaurant right. with railings that you could look down over the restaurant, yep. which has yep. got to be some sort of liability thing. I, I, I'm just surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, they didn't tell you to stay away. There was a little, I know there was a little tray to put your drinks. They yep. must have had drinks that tumbled over. Must have. Oh, yeah. Yep. Must have. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So I wrote up a little thing here. So let's see. There was there was um, the bar served appetizers, and I got the biggest plate of nachos I think I've ever got in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered nachos, and the in the bartender said, "Well, there was sure? a, there was just a, yeah, there was a restaurant down below." So yeah, the soundstage. Yep, yep soundstage yep, restaurant. Yep. Yeah, this was the most gigantic, <laughs> the largest plate of nachos ever. Um, so just very small appetizers and snacks, except for this plate of nachos, was gigantic. They had one uh, big TV mounted above the bar. Uh, back in the days, it was not a flat panel, if I remember. It was actually a big tube TV. Yep. Yeah. No. Back in those <laughs> days, it was a tube TV. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was quiet. There was couches. There was chairs. It was quiet. It was comfortable. It was dark. Um, yep. You know, it was it was up in the up in the in the catwalks and lights actually hung down from underneath this, uh, underneath the the catwalk parts itself. The uh, the way you got into it at at one time there was a do- it had its own door that just led right up the stairs, but then uh, during some some renovation that it made it so that you had to go through the the brown derby and when you walked into the main main room of the brown the main lobby of the brown derby you'd have to take a left and mm-hmm. your way up the stairs there was an elevator too to get to the second yeah. floor yep. but uh uh the sound so in 1998 the soundstage restaurant closed the and in the big blue house which i watched it was it was a great show <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers the bear in the big blue house? But yeah, that was the show that came. <laughs> I so can't at believe that, I remember it. <laughs> this had to be. This is why I brought up the the railing part. At that point, um, the catwalk bar only opened after the last performance of the bear in the big blue house. So this, at least, you weren't dropping your drinks on the kids down. down. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been awesome if if it was open during the shows of the bear and the big blue house <laughs> but unfortunately yeah. Yeah, it was no and then so, i think after that it went to disney junior live and the and the bar closed yeah, yeah. exactly yeah mm-hmm. um that was it when it went to when it went to Disney junior live that was the end of the the catwalk but it uh where it is it's gonna get revitalized but oh not for us no not for not, <laughs> not for us uh, uh, it, <laughs> yeah. I would like to I would like to be in Club 33, but I don't think I'm ever going to be seeing the uh, uh, the Club 33 that once was the Catwalk Bar. I but, have a hat. Thank thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just, I'm very jealous. <laughs> 
But uh, so this is one of those bars too that, uh, and, and this is one of those parts of Disney history that there's not a lot of pictures. I was scouring the internet. There was not a lot of pictures. I did find one site that I'll mention in the, uh, or I'll link to in the notes. Yeah. But uh, there was only like five or six pictures and they weren't very good. They came from film, you know, so yeah. they were, the place was dark. So back in the day, no one's blowing off a flash. So everyone's pictures are dark and grainy. But we get the general idea of what it is. So well, I'll, I'll back link. then, you know, we didn't we didn't all walk around with digital cameras. So you know, you had to actually spend. You know, you you took a picture, you would have to develop it, and you know, it it would cost you money. So nowadays, people are taking Just pictures of everything. Yeah, <laughs> a, a picture of a dark bar is not gonna. No. They, they didn't take too many pictures of those. Cut. <laughs> and, and and that it that in itself is probably the downfall of the bar. It was too hidden. It was too quiet, too hidden and too hard to find. And um, and unfortunately, it w- that's one of the things that made it such a great space. But it was also probably the thing that led to its downfall. I agree. That's that that's what made it great was you almost had like a lo- your own little secret place, you know, at uh, at MGM Studios. Like, hey, you know where the catwalk bar is? You know, it yeah, was like, right. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Well, R.I.P. Catwalk Bar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Soon to be, soon to be at Club Thirty Three. Yeah. We're all. Yeah. We won't be going. <laughs> see at the I baseline. Can, see how I I said that with a lot of conviction, right there. <laughs> Not a doubt. Uh, all right. Number three. What's number, your number three? All right. My number three. Um, kind of cheated a little bit and went with kind of two places but mostly one so i'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> and um it's the dahlia lounge and kind of the barcelona lounge which are located in the coronado springs resort then brand new uh grandestino tower um what's that not been there yet yes yes brand new brand new and i know you know this tower has caused a lot of controversy among disney fans a lot of Fans think, well, maybe it's too Las Vegas and it's, you know, I think what what brought about the building of this tower was, you know, Coronado Springs has a huge convention center. And so a lot of conventions would come to the hotel, but it was a moderate hotel. And um, the upper executives of a lot of these companies didn't want to stay at regular Coronado Springs moderate hotel. They wanted a place that was more like a, a, a tower or downtown hotel type of a place um or vegasy or more vegasy <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so they built the grand destino tower and um it's basically built in spanish modern architecture if you look at it it's very reminiscent of uh gaudi architecture from barcelona um with kind of a las vegasy type of a twist <laughs> and um as you walk, you walk in the front doors and then uh, you go straight ahead and to, the, to your right is the check-in area for, um, I believe, all of Coronado Springs now, even if you're staying in the the, um, the older, the villas or the, the uh, rooms that are out and around the lake, Lago de Dorado, Lago Dorado, I think it's called, um, you would check in there. But then straight ahead and down one flight is the Barcelona Lounge. And that place is just it's it's kind of it's got this stained glass um, background behind backdrop behind the bar that's very reminiscent of the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. Also has these 
huge columns that are um, reminiscent of that. And it's just it's just got a great atmosphere. I, I really got to see this place. Uh, you you I, will love I, it. I, I think I'm going to go and there. I, and, I, and I know another reason why you love it is because Gary likes gin and yeah. this bar is very gin centric. Oh, I like that. Yeah, there's a lot of um, gin cocktails, different versions of gin and tonic, um, Spanish. In Spain, gin and tonics are very popular. They mm-hmm. serve a big goblet uh, rather than a tall uh, glass like we do here in America. And it's a it's a big show when you get a gin and tonic. <laughs> and um, but that's not what I drink when I go there. They have a drink called the Teeny Sucio. And um, it's just it's their version of a martini. And it's made with gin mare, which is a Spanish gin that's very savory. It has rosemary with that. Yeah. yeah fantastic <laughs> gin. And, um, and rather than because this is such a savory gin, rather than use a dry um, vermouth, they use a, a fino sherry and uh, to sweeten it a little bit. And it's just great. And they put a huge. What about of, garnish? Yeah. Sorry. Huge sprig of rosemary. Yeah. Rosemary. Huge, yeah. Huge sprig of rosemary with a Spanish olive uh, um, on it. And uh, just really, really a fantastic drink. And. Um, Oh, so that's my the bags bar- right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Barcelona lounge. So if you, okay, after that's fa- that's good enough. But the best lounge in the hotel is on the roof. All, you go all the way to the top floor, and next to um, Toledo's uh, Tapas and Grill, the restaurant on the top floor of the hotel is uh, the Dahlia Lounge, and the Dahlia Lounge is um, kind of loosely themed to the um, the short Destino that um, was started, I believe, back in the 40s by uh, the collaboration between Walt Disney and Salvador Dali and really didn't ever get finished until two, like 2003. And so you'll see behind the bar, um, you know, prints from the movie and um, pictures of Walt Disney and Salvador Dali. And it's oh, there's that's huge, so cool. Yeah, there's these huge mirrors behind the bar that um, just it just reflects the sunlight or the moonlight or you know the, it's just a really cool atmosphere. And of course, there's an outside part of this bar, and um, there's sofas and chairs and very comfortable seating areas, um, and you can see uh, Hollywood Studios, Galaxy's Edge. You can see Epcot. You can, if you look kind of around the corner, see Animal Kingdom, all from this lounge. So, mm. of course, come fireworks time. Yeah, packed. You see them all from here. Yeah, you <laughs> see them all from here. And again, this is a gin centric bar, too. And they also have the Teeny Sucio. So that's what I get up there. <laughs> and um, it's just really, really one of the great new uh, lounges that Disney has built recently. And um, I, I know it's that the hotel itself is kind of controversial, but I have to say, I love it. It's, and if, if Disney ever opens again this summer, I'm staying there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to go. I will yeah. definitely be there. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's um, just a great place. Very and, cool. Uh, and the, ser- you know, the servers up there are fantastic. Um, we again just just like we're talking about uh over at uh, abracadabar uh you know a- a- amy and i would go up there and we would have a drink 
And then a month later, two months later, we'd go up there and have a drink again. We'd get the same server. And I wish I could remember her name. She was so good. And hey, it's you guys. I mean, <laughs> remember that. It's so awesome. we, have, we have these nice conversations. And uh, it's just, it's really great. Really great. And, it, and it's just, and again, it's a really mellow atmosphere. The music is, is um, very nice out there. And just looking out over the, the fantastic view. The view is just the thing that really. That's great. Did you, any, you're not a picture taker, but any chance you took pictures of that? Pictures? I have, I have probably have 50 pictures of oh, the view. Right. Sweet. We'll have to put some up. We'll yeah. have to put some up so that people can see. Yeah. Yep. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. My number three. Number three. So, Joe, my number three is also on the roof, which <laughs> I guess I guess it's a trend for number three. I can, I can guess what it is. <laughs> it's on the 16th floor of the Bay Lake Tower, and uh, unfortunately, it is ex- well, unfortunately or fortunately, because I'm a DVC member, it is an ex- yeah. Fortunately for me, and it worked out. Yeah, for me because I know you. <laughs> worked out for you as well. Yeah, but it's an exclusive bar or a uh, club bar for the DVC members and their guests. Um, some of the amenities, uh, you have fantastic views of Magic Kingdom Park, obviously from, uh, you know, you're right at Bay Lake Tower, which is, I don't know, what, thousand feet maybe from Magic Kingdom? If that, far at all. yeah. yeah. Oh, I think we should met. We, I don't know. Did we met? Did you say it? But I think it's the top of the world lounge, right? It is the top of the. Oh, did I not mention it? I'm sorry. Yeah, the top of the world it. lounge. Yeah, yeah. Top, top of the world, world lounge. lounge. Yep. yep. Sorry, I got going. I was, you know, back on the roof. And I know the subject the excite. I know the subject yeah. excites you. You, get to, you just get going. <laughs> I just get. To, I just want to talk about the drinks. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they are good. Yeah. So uh, it's re- so this bar was really well thought out too. I mean, it didn't take much, but the uh, they the, their bar, which is kind of big, it seats about um, 20 people, and it's on the far wall, uh, not blocking any windows, so that basically you can see three quarters of the uh, three quarters of the way around the bar has views of of Magic Kingdom and in Disneyland. Uh, what do I have here? So unfortunately, you brought up nice seating area outside. Unfortunately, you, it has an outside area, but there's no seating. Yeah. It's only to uh, to a, watch the fireworks and there, stuff yeah, like that. It's a, not very comfortable. Yeah, it's a balcony. It's up. It's a, it's actually it's a pretty large balcony to watch the fireworks, yeah. but it's there's no seating there. Yeah. No seating. No, and it's you know cement. It's yeah. definitely not well. <laughs> you know, well decorated. No, anything. Right. It's yeah. just it's basically to watch fireworks, um, and that bar does pack out when it's fireworks time. It has a capacity of seventy-seven people, and uh, uh, they cut it off. You, the only way to get to it is uh, you uh, in the lobby of Bay Lake Tower. There's a DVC person standing there, and you check in with them, and they bring you onto the elevator, and they use a. Uh, I, I think it was a special magic band that got mm-hmm. the elevator to go up to the 16th floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the only way you can get up there. And they check you well, in, they take your names, they take your DVC membership number, and they take the names of everyone in your, in uh, your blood. party. Yeah, they take a, they take a pint of blood. <laughs> so, so everybody just tell them you know Gary and you get right up there. <laughs> just, there you go. Hey, I know Gary. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it's really comfortable. One of the one of the big selling points for me is it's like there's couches, 
uh, there's high top tables and couches. The couches, uh, you know, all like in uh, conversation areas, super comfortable couches that we spent an hour <laughs> on just hanging out and having drinks. Bar is well stocked. Definitely has multiple selections of bourbon, which I always have interest in. Uh, specialty beers from Cigar City. And I remember last time we were there, you got a Maduro, which you don't see around the parks at all. Yes. Um, I love I their Maduro. Uh, it was so good. Yeah. Um, a lot of cocktails, a lot of frozen beverages. They have, uh, I'll have to look up the name of it, but they have that crazy drink for two that has gummy worms in it oh, and all yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember that yeah, yeah. Oh, what was it oh i can't remember what it was called I don't remember something what did it have something called. to do with the monorail or something i can't remember oh, i don't remember yeah there was oh, all kinds man. of candy in it and all kinds oh, of like, yeah. fireworks shooting out of it and all it even of... had it even had vodka and i don't i'm vodka yeah. not my thing but it tasted good so it tasted really good it really tasted good <laughs> <laughs> so as i mentioned uh, during the fireworks it, you know they have a special special time during the fireworks they turn down the lights and pump the music into the uh the place itself so you can hear you know you don't have to be on main street shoulder to shoulder elbow to elbow um you can have a drink and listen to the music and look out this window uh and it's a fantastic vantage point for this it's really close you know the fireworks you can see what's happening in front of the uh castle and, and the fireworks how far how far they actually launched some of the fireworks behind the castle, you know, yeah. pretty far yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're, yep. They're, they're behind, um, fantasy land. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I also have to mention that, that they have this really strange room that just has a, a round couch and curtains and clothes for, for some private time. I'm not sure why that's there. I'm not sure. <laughs> I called that out last time. I was like, what is that doing there? It's that, the so, uh, penalty box. Yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that, yeah, uh, what that's all about. That place. Yeah. But it, I, I some didn't really want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it is a great place. It really, and, and uh, remember we got that, um, that bourbon, that Disney Barrel Select, which one was that? So we remember, got, yeah, we asked for um, Bullet Rye. They didn't have it. It's Bullet Rye, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And we we've been talking about how awesome the Disney servers are, and this bartender was going to walk. So so basically, the only way you can get there is that well, the only way you can get back to the um, to the actual contemporary is a skywalk that's on the fourth floor. <laughs> he would have to leave leave the bar. Go from the 16th floor to the fourth floor skywalk, walk across Skywalk Bar, yeah. get into the contemporary. I wasn't sure where he was going. I like I was going to go to the California Grill Lounge and get it or something, something like that, you know, and back to I don't go know. to the other roof and go get to the other it. roof, get this for us. And we were like, no way. No, it's not that. Like, I, I appreciate the effort, but uh, um, I don't want to get him in trouble or anything. But he, he grabbed this. Um, single barrel the i was at maker's mark i don't think it was maker's mark no it was uh it's knob creek knob creek yep knob creek disney barrel select that's what it was exactly yep is fantastic i highly recommend anytime you're at the 120 proof well we didn't know that when we got the pour but instead of uh, uh the typical you know uh bourbon on the rocks type of pour he he kind of doubled in a half that maybe yeah. even triple we got yeah. like essentially a pint glass yeah. <laughs> that that would be a little bit <laughs> overdoing it it was a, a it was yeah. a lot of 
of bourbon and he just appreciated the fact that and we appreciated him he he appreciated the fact that we weren't going to make him make this walk for for yeah. our no yep. no the, the fireworks were uh definitely extra special that night. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, one of my suggestions on this too is go after the fireworks go yeah. after this is all done i think it's open until I... one o'clock i think or 12 o'clock oh it's it, it closes at midnight closes so at midnight. Yep. Go after the go after the fireworks. The place is basically empty. The, they have the same amount of staff that they did during the fireworks. So you get a lot of attention. You know, one of the uh, one of the problems that's worth noting, if you do decide that you're going to give a, give this a shot, you can't park at Bay Lake Tower and say you're going there, which it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. But if you want to go to the to the uh, um, to the top of the top of the world lounge you have to take disney world transportation there if you're not staying there i'm sorry i should have mentioned that if you're not staying at the contemporary resort or the bay lake tower if you're not staying there you can't park there you have to use disney world transportation to get there minivan monorail buses whatever but there's a lot of transportation heading in that area i mean you take any if you take any bus to the Magic Kingdom, you can get off at the Magic Kingdom bus station. And it's a really short walk over there too. So. Yeah, I definitely wanted to note that because security will turn you right around. They won't. They don't mess around there. Like normally, you can sort of make up some sort of story as to why you want to park there, but they'll. they'll yeah, 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 for sure. And what the reason is obvious. It's such a short walk to the Magic Kingdom that you know, you, you know, how many people are going to say we're going to this lounge? Exactly. And and you know it. They have to, they have to be careful, especially in busy times of the year, weekends and such and such of that, and during, the, oh. you know, during special events and whatnot. So, yep. so take Disney transportation, and and like I said, if if you're at a Disney resort, any bus to the Magic oh, yeah. Kingdom will take drop you off at the Magic Kingdom bus station, and from there it's a short walk. Um, take an Uber, Bay Lake Tower, or take it, or take an Uber <laughs> or a minivan or a Mears. I mean, any of those. Any- yeah. All right. Well, my number two, my number two is uh, we're going back to Animal Kingdom. And uh, again, it's a fairly new place uh, and it's the Nomad Lounge. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, which is, is adjacent. <laughs> yeah, it's adjacent to Tiffin's restaurant. Um, if you walk in the front door, Tiffin's, um, you go down the hallway and it's to the left. And this is another place that uh, my wife, Amy, and I, if we go to Animal Kingdom, we usually will find ourselves here. <laughs> and, You're just trying to find celebrities. Yeah, That's and, all. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and ninety dollars later, we walk out of there and say, "How did how did we spend ninety dollars there?" <laughs> Those egg rolls were delicious. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, they have great appetizers there. They do. Yeah. Anyway, again, like I say, this is in Animal Kingdom. It, um, it's right next adjacent to tiffin's restaurant so if you go in and go in animal kingdom you're walking um through discovery island um you'll come to uh, pete safari <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to make a left go down that pathway and on your right hand side will be tiffin's and the nomad lounge it and, is kind of, um, it's kind of hidden even though like i'm trying to remember the sign the yeah. sign isn't even really that descriptive, right? It, it, it's very small. Yeah, yeah, the sign for Tiffin's is 
not huge and the side for the nomad lounge is even smaller so everyone's uh, looking at pandora anyways so people well, that's it <laughs> everybody's running to pandora it's on the way to pandora um if you're sitting outside at the nomad lounge you can hear the the sounds of the pandora forest and the animals um in the forest so that's kind of cool too but um it has indoor and outdoor seating um it has some really like comfy armchairs and sofas. You notice a trend, Gary and I always yeah. pick these places to have armchairs <laughs> and sofas. <laughs> Comfortable cocktail focus. <laughs> and it's and it's themed to like a almost like a travel a gathering place for travelers. Hence the name Nomad Lounge. Um, there's flags and banners that are almost Himalayan looking that are hanging from the ceiling, and on them people uh, are written sayings and phrases that have to do with travel, uh, people's favorite places and, and things that they learned when they traveled. So it's got all, all these this travel theme. And in the background, the background music is like this Asian um, kind of really cool Asian Indian sounding loop. Mm. Um, and I, I, actually, I listen to it a lot here at home too it's relaxing <laughs> yeah it's very cool. pour myself a drink and put on the nomad lounge or not just myself amy and i will pour a drink and put the nomad lounge music on and listen to it and um um so i like some... this I, I like this adventurers uh travelers uh, uh motif that it has right. and the reason i brought up adventurers <laughs> is because uh, i don't want to i don't want to derail you but made by the same guy Joe Rohde, who did the yes. Adventurers Club. Yep. I didn't put it on my list. I don't, yes. don't want to derail what you're saying, but I didn't put it on my list because I didn't see it as a bar. No. I, I, I made my own rules, and I, I saw that as much more of an attraction. And uh, yeah. let's make sure we do a podcast about that because it was one of my – I know I say this a lot, but it was one of my top two places in the Disney World parks. Period. The, the Adventurers was, Club was Adventurers so, Club. so much, so much more than a bar. <laughs> was, I absolutely love that place. Yeah. The first time I walked in, I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I was <laughs> exactly. by the time I was walking out, I lo- I was just I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. What? So anyways, yeah, I remember I had the same experience. I walked in, I'm like, "What the heck is going on here?" <laughs> oh yeah, because you walked so in, especially during one of the like the storytelling yeah. times, right. or exactly, it, exactly when a, I walked in, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I first you know, thought it was just some drunk guy, but yeah, you know, yep, little bit. Yep. No. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's a that's sorry, a, that's, sorry. A, that's one for another podcast because we can we can go into a lot of detail about that uh-huh. one. So anyway, so the Nomad Lounge, um, great drink. Again, another a common thing you're going to see in Gary and I's favorite bars and lounges is they're going to use top shelf booze and the cocktails are going to be fantastic um there's no standard drinks here these are all custom to the nomad lounge um favorites of mine are the lamu libation which has a shot of the gosling's 151 as a as a floater which makes it yeah makes it yeah (laughs) makes it a really it it makes it a really potent drink you when you're going to feel it when you stand up um, there's the tempting tigress is another one of my favorites and the night monkey. And they're all, you can tell by the names they are all themed to animals and the animal kingdom. And, um, but another thing that's great about this lounge, not just the drinks, but the food is fantastic. And, um, uh, I have had, and this is why we end up spending $90 or a hundred dollars every time we go there. Cause not only do we have two drinks each, but we'll 
either have, you know, um, they have sliders that are fantastic. They have impossible sliders that are fantastic. There's poutine that is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> and churros. So sometimes we'll have, you know, sliders and then churros. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> we go to Animal Kingdom and spend our entire time there in the Nomad Lounge and then maybe go to the Tawa Bar afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, the appetizers my, were fantastic. My wife refuses to wait 90 minutes for, for Flight of Passage. So we... Uh-uh. <laughs> the line is part of the attraction. It is. The line is part of the attraction. It's a great line. But yeah, that's you that know, sounds like another podcast too. Uh, I, read, <laughs> I, I yeah, it's another podcast. I ride I ride Flight of Passage when people come to town. So, <laughs> that's anyway, so yeah, it's um, it's and of course, as Gary said, not only was Joe Rody instrumental in the design of not only Tiffin's Restaurant but the Nomad Lounge, but when Joe Rody is in town. He can often be found at the Nomad Lounge or Tiffin's Restaurant. So, and this is this is kind of one of his hangouts in Orlando. And um, you know, between the the atmosphere, the drinks, and the cool musical loop, and just the location. Like I said, if you're outside, there's there's sofas outside, and um, not only do you have the music, but you have the uh, the sounds from the jungle, um, the Pandora jungle uh world of avatar and um just a it's really cool atmosphere yep i agree i um last time we were there i think uh i think if i remember correctly the five of us we each got an appetizer i think if i right. remember correctly right, when yeah, we walked yeah. out of there that bill bill was substantial because <laughs> i think we each got two drinks and we each got well except for uh, except for my daughter but they, we each this- got an appetizer and speaking of the Adventurers Club, this is one of the places in Disney where they have their exclusive beer, the Kungaloosh Ale. Kungaloosh and I think Ale. there's only a couple yeah. places yeah, that have it. And this is one of them. So yeah. Kungaloosh was a you know, big thing the, with the, 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 saying. And yeah. the saying at the Adventurers <laughs> Club. <laughs> and there's also a drink here called Jen's Tattoo, I think. Who's Gary? That Jen is yeah. Gary's wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. She must have got it when it was there. But all of Jen's drinks typically end in Arita. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what she likes. Anything Arita, she likes. Any, anything that has Arita at the end yeah. of it is, is <laughs> she Jen's likes that. Drink. Arita. <laughs> uh, back to Joe Rody for a second. From what I understand is when he's the when he's at the Nomad Lounge, he's pretty pretty gracious when he when it comes to people coming up to talk to him as long as you're not a jerk you know he uh he'll happily talk with you and answer questions and just kind of he's there for for people like he understands that's what's going to happen if you recognize him you know as an imagineer uh uh, not to recognize it's hard yeah with his with his hearing (laughs) there's not too many people that look exactly like joe roadie exactly uh, so yeah um true enough but yeah, but, apparently he's he's very good about talking with people and yeah yeah. I've never met him, but but you know in interviews and 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 seeing him on TV, he really looks like a, a nice person. Yeah, and I would imagine he is. Yeah, absolutely loves what he does, loves to talk about what he does, and he's definitely interested. If you're interested in what he does, which is which is super cool. That is very yeah. cool. Yep. Yeah, I would love to meet him there one day. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I, no, I'd probably be one of those people. I might, I might pick up his ninety dollar. I might pick up his ninety dollar bill just in. <laughs> pick up your tab if you just talk with us. <laughs> so, that was your number two. That's you my get, number two. Yep. Yep. So 
My number two, you I know you don't have a new list because it is on the West Coast. Ah, yes. <laughs> it's no longer there. On uh although it, it's 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 kind of there. It is the Cove Bar. Uh, the Cove Bar. It is currently the Lamplight Lounge. Uh, it's a it's a covered bar. It's sort of like a in on a. Jesus, I don't even know how to explain it. I guess it's is almost like Cali- a. Is, it, is this in California Adventure or Disneyland? It's in California Adventure. Okay, it's almost thought, shaped yeah. like a, like a yeah. carousel. Mm-hmm. It's a like a like a really big gazebo, right in California Adventure. Um. Uh. Now it's Pixar Pier. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, if you get the right seats, it overlooks the uh, well. What used to be the California Screaming, and now it's mm-hmm. the Incredicoaster. Uh, if you're there at the right time, you can actually catch some of the the world of color. You can you can really yeah, see it on imagine, the fountain. Yeah, you could see it from there. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, though, the because you're kind of at an angle, you can't really see the screens. So I would actually like some people suggest, oh, definitely get a get a spot where you can see, you know, the the world of color and have a drink. And no, I, I suggest yeah. it. I think you really need those screens at World of Color. Um, it, it's a big part of the show. You got yeah. If you're going to see World of Color, you have to see World of Color. Just you know, pick a spot where you're going to be able to see the entire show, and then go have a drink at the Coke and bar. then go yeah, then then make it to the Coke bar. But uh, it is. It was originally located above Ariel's Grotto, and and I actually, I don't know what is below it now. Now that it's the Lamplighter Lounge, but I'm sure it's something Pixar themed. Mm-hmm. I basically, uh, you know, focused on the fact that it was when I was there. It was the Cove Bar. Right. Uh, fantastic. As of uh, any any of the bars at California Adventure, great selection of wine. If you're into wines, mm-hmm. top shelf. Cop- top shelf cocktails and really good california beers um i was there they had uh, naturally if you may be seeing a trend here but they had a flight of bourbon when i was there it was a uh, uh Harry, you like bourbon jeez i you know what i'm gonna give it a try sometime <laughs> it, uh, it was makers 46 and then two other selections of bourbon from there uh, kind of an extensive list. They probably had ten or twelve different kinds of bourbon when I was there, which was cool. which was huge. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that is pretty awesome for yep. for like an outdoor bar. Yeah. So not only did they have this flight of bourbon, but they also had like a, like we were saying before, top shelf cocktail. As a bonus, they had a lot of non-alcoholic drinks. I think they had like six or so non-alcoholic drinks. One of them, which my daughter got, had uh, cotton candy stuck oh. to the straw. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Fire up the kids, get them a lot of sugar, you know. There you go. Get, yeah, absolutely. Get them running parents. around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the appetizers here. This was this was one of the things. Not only was it the atmosphere of the bar, fantastic location, great great spot to people walk watch, great spot you can watch the coaster, you know, uh, the uh, the met the uh, Mickey Mickey Mouse. Magic wheel. wheel is it yep, called the wheel? Med- yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wrote the it. Icon, the iconic Mickey Mouse wheel at California Adventure. Yeah, the the um, you know, there was just a there's a lot to I see. Think it's like a Wonder Wheel or something. Wonder like Wheel. That. That's Wonder yeah. Wheel. Thank you. Like Coney Island. Yep. Um, uh, the the you know, it's in. It's in California, so what? It's seventy-two and sunny uh, almost all the time. Well, that's why outdoor bars are no problem in California. 
<laughs> yep. So uh, it did have a roof, so you're in, you're in shade uh, yeah. for the most part, you know, depending on where the sun is at the time. But it was but it was really good. The food, the appetizers, again, going back to the appetizers, they had lobster nachos, which were unbelievably good. Sliders sounds like sounds like the same thing as like the yeah, nomad. It does, well, it, does, yeah, it does a little bit. Yep. Um, I wonder if this is where I got the egg rolls, but we had some Thai egg rolls, which were just fantastic. Now, um, again, I didn't do research for the Lamplighter Lounge, so I'm not sure, or the Lamplight Lounge. I'm not sure what they have now on the menu, but previously, I hope they didn't change it because the the appetizers were fantastic. I mean, we made a meal of appetizers, had some great drinks, had some great non-alcoholic drinks, fantastic people watching, fantastic, you know, uh, ride watching all around. Great. And that's why it made it to number two. So that's, that's a great number too. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because like, I don't think everybody's going to pick that place, but it's a, like you say, it's in a perfect spot with the perfect atmosphere with a great menu. I mean, that's the thing. And that's the thing about Disney. I mean, there, and you know, this list could have been 50 lounges, you know, it could have been, you know, really because there really is almost every place has its own little, you know, thing that that makes it awesome. I mean, I'm 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 guessing I'm not gonna say I'm guessing I know what your number one is. I'm not gonna say it because I was just gonna bring it up for other reasons. But there's so many li- little places, yeah. even even lounges that are attached to restaurants. Like they always yeah. have at least a little something. Uh, that <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Um. Of uh, you know, I have a I have a list of of you know. Um, uh, honorable mentions that yeah. are, you know, at the end we'll give the honorable mentions, and and even that's not enough because right. there's so many good hotel bars, restaurant yeah. bars. I mean, it's just unbelievable, and yeah. and uh, and they're all in one spot, and that's that's one of the great thing things that I love about Disney. Well. One of the cool things about Disney and about these places is you is you know I, I don't want to sound sappy, but you make your own memories there. Right, also. of course. Yeah, you, like, yeah. I, one of my favorite bars, you know, was that like, and I, I I was wondering if you were alluding to the fact that I probably was going to say this, but um, it was the Catering Company High Octane refreshments. refreshments. Yeah. Oh you, yeah. You love that place. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. It was nothing more than a a bar. Of like a, a, a counter. counter. It was a counter. It was a counter, basically. There was three chairs there, or three or four chairs there uh, at the bar that no one ever had the guts to sit at because they almost looked like they weren't really there for bar seating. You know, mm-hmm. yep. uh, there was a lot of seating outside for the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for the restaurant, for the quick service restaurant. Right. And so you could get a drink. It just be basically anywhere in that area. Great people watching. Well, it's right Again, across from the right across from the tram to our entrance, right? That we talked about last time. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, um, and it, that was one of those places that we used to go to. You know, me and a like way even way back in you know college yeah, time. Yeah. Yep. You know, you, I remember distinctly some of the times we sat there. I mean, we used to drink Yingling back then. You know. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> because back like, then, getting finding Yingling somewhere was was like unique. Oh my God, they have Yingling! Holy cow! <laughs> Yep, but we made some great memories there yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I remember going to the, the you know um the lounge at Narcoosie's, another story. 
that um, so kind of back in the day and 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 the lounge in the lobby of the um the yacht and in the beach club it was the beach club um and they, those were like the two only places i could remember in the orlando area or even all of florida that had sam adams at the time oh yeah you know, yeah yeah. Back in the day, and I would go there, and they would have um, a yard or a half yard of Sam Adams. You would get a half yard of Sam Adams, and it That's was just awesome. like, yeah, those were the only places you couldn't find it anywhere else. And um, but but the thing is, like, you're talking about the Cove, and it's like it's and um, high octane refreshments, which is basically a counter. But maybe yeah. it's in just the right spot for no. the way you do the park. And you get there and you're there with your friends and your family and you have a drink and you sit there, like you say, at these seats that nobody ever sits at. And you people watch and you soak in the good weather, listen to the music. And it's just like a magic moment. You chat about the things you've done, chat about the things you do, make a plan. Like it's just all like you just remember these things, you know, like you you sit there and you say, one day we're going to talk about this on a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what we say? Uh, did that ever happen? <laughs> I'm not sure. Possibly. I don't would know. Be, I can't remember. Us. Would you guys please stop talking? Let's go do something. <laughs> like my, like my wife would always say, I, I start to talk to her about Disney, and, and after about five, you know, not even five minutes, like a minute, she'll like shut me off and go, you need to talk to Gary about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, we all have our strengths yeah <laughs> all right so we are down to number one we're down to number good, one your number one was, number was already one. taken yep. abracadabra I, if everybody doesn't remember was gary's number one i can't believe i remember because my <laughs> lapu was gone straight to my head <laughs> i i will say uh, like there's one thing you left out that i just want to add about the abracadabra bar that that i don't even think you noticed um you may have noticed at that time that we were there but all i'm gonna say is i'm not gonna give it away but all i'm gonna say is keep an eye on the posters that are oh yeah yes, absolutely i'm yep. not gonna say what the, uh, just just keep an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, that bar, a lot of cool stuff happens there. It's yeah. it's like we were like we were saying before. It's sort of an attraction. It's yeah. sort of an attraction itself. It, it's subtle too. It's not like it you know you yeah. got to keep an eye on it. But but keep an eye on the posters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> a great place. Really that is my uh, that is my number one. So I'm gonna let you talk about your number one because you stole mine. I'm sorry, Gary. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It's just proof we don't we don't share these beforehand. So, right. <laughs> so my right. number one, my number one is kind of a combination. Again, like I, I, this is my second combination, but these are in the same spot. They're both in um, the Polynesian Village Resort, re-themed to back you know Back to the Future. It's the Polynesian Village Resort again, <laughs> and and the uh, first one is the the Tambu Lounge which is where my Lapu Lapu comes from and Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. So the Tambu Lounge is, I, I don't know, Gary, do you know, was it, I, I had the farthest back my guidebooks go for Disney is 1987 and the Tambu Lounge is in, in the book, yep. but was it an original I lounge? I think it was the original lounge. Yep. I think it was. I, think it was. I, I yep. do think it was original. But but um, you know, like I say, my my guidebooks go back to 1987. The Tambu Lounge is in there. And so so you know what's funny about that now? Now that I'm thinking about that, I think I was there 
not at the Tamworth Lounge because I think it was eighty five, maybe. Mm-hmm. I got to think about that, yeah, but yeah. I think it was eighty five, and it was there. I remember yeah. it being there. Yeah. The restaurant was not Ohana's. I think it was nope. like Papiti Bay Veranda or something like that. Or I couldn't tell you. Tar- Tara- Taranoga Terrace or <laughs> one of those other <laughs> the old school Polynesian name restaurants yeah. that they used to have there. And Ohana's opened probably what about ninety four, ninety five, something like that. Um, love Ohana's, fantastic place. <laughs> Another podcast for Another podcast that restaurant, but yeah, Ohana's. Hungry. If you go to oh Ohana's, make sure you're hungry. Don't eat all day and get. Oh. <laughs> And, it's so um, good. It's so good. All right. Fantastic. Yep. Um, so anyway, they um, <clears throat> back in the um, I guess around 2014 or so, mid to uh, mid 2010s, they announced that the um, Polynesian Hotel was going to get um, renovated <clears throat> a bit. Sad day. Very, a sad very day. Controversial <laughs> renovation because the waterfall feature that was so prominent in the lobby um it removed was removed it it, it dominated the lobby yep. it was it was, it was huge it it even the smell dominated the lobby this and it, yes, it was that it, musty smell but were, but awesome that day it was a, it, it that smell is a disney smell if i smell any smell like that like musty water fountain smell that's a disney <laughs> smell yep. and anyway. one of the one of the reasons for its demise from what i understand yeah, that, well, that spell, sadly, <laughs> it's possibly one of the reasons for its demise. But I think the number one reason for its demise is um, it, it took up so much room. The capacity of the lobby was so greatly reduced because this huge waterfall feature was right in the middle of it. So there's a waterfall feature now, and it's probably about one fiftieth of the size of the original one. <laughs> But but they redid the lobby, and um, right after that, they kind of redid the Tambu Lounge a little bit. And the Tambu Lounge is just right outside Ohana's, and it's it's just a really cool spot to have a drink either before a meal, after a meal at Ohana's, after a meal at the Kona Cafe, which is also right next to it, you know, um, yep. or a meal at the Kona Cafe, and it's just especially the, if you get a seat by the window too you know if you can sit right. like nick um i love that getting, getting a seat at all is tough it's not well, a big it's not and, and and there's a lot of people always waiting for for their their name to be called to go to ohana's yep. and um but and the drinks they have such some unique drinks there they have the lapu lapu in the pineapple and they have the back scratcher and and <laughs> and, and all these different drinks um that are famous i mean these are famous disney iconic drinks and um it's just just such a nice atmosphere there i love you know you know me i love tiki stuff i love rum (laughs) and well they do that pretty much one of the best (laughs) you know one of the best tiki tiki atmospheres they going you know what i mean they do yeah the music everything everything you're surrounded it's, by it. Yeah, you it's feel awful. like you're in a in a hotel lounge in Hawaii. I mean, basically, and it's it's just a great place to sit. People watch again. 
Yep. There's going to be a lot of so people coming people, and going. A lot, of yep. a lot of traffic goes by there. People getting called to go into Ohana's. People getting called to go in the Kona Cafe. Um, there's even even some people waiting for the um, the the luau. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they have to line up downstairs, they'll be up there waiting. Um, so it, it's just a really it's another one of those places where. If I'm going by there, if I'm going to the Polynesian to eat, or even if I'm not, I might make a and make a, a be, uh, yep. beeline over there just to have a drink, yep. just to have a drink. And and if I'm going, if I'm at the Magic Kingdom, and you know, other than be our guest or the Jungle Script uh, Skippers Hotel, um, not Hotel, Cantina, Cantina, um, those are the only places that serve uh, liquor in the Magic Kingdom. Other than that, if you want to have a drink, you have to leave and you can take the monorail to the Polynesian and have a drink there and really just kind of relax and chill out. And especially on a hot summer day, it's a fantastic place to sit. But my actual number one. Skipper Cantina, by the way. Sorry, I said Cantina, but go ahead. Skipper Cantina. Yeah, Skipper Cantina. <laughs> I said Cantina. I meant Skipper Cantina. In case you didn't think email we're actually drinking, we are actually drinking, too. <laughs> So things are getting interesting. <laughs> anyway, my actual number one is downstairs, and it was built when the Polynesian Hotel was renovated, and it's Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. And this is the East Coast version of Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar that's at the Disneyland Hotel in Disneyland in California. Now you've been to that one also, right? I have not been to that one. I have well, not I, been to Well, I have one up on you. That you have it. one up on me, right. One I up, that is the only one I think I have up on you. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been to that one. I have not been to Disneyland since since that was open. Uh-oh. Um so it it is um it was so popular in the Disneyland hotel that they recreated it, but not exactly the same in um in the Polynesian Hotel. And when when the Polynesian Hotel renovation was announced, everybody was very excited that Trader Sam's mm-hmm. was coming and everybody was not very excited. They were taking the waterfall feature away. No. So it was very, very mixed, very mixed emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's also, along with the with Trader Sam's, because Trader Sam's Grog Grotto is complete, like any good tiki bar, it is completely enclosed. It is a room with no windows to the outside. So yep. night is eternal in there. And <laughs> that is essential to a great tiki bar. I mean, so, even a huge tiki bar like the Mai Kai in Fort Lauderdale, which is, in my opinion, the best tiki bar in America. It's it's eternal night in the Mai Kai, especially if you're in the in the lounge. Um, that's a road trip for me, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so inside the bar. <clears throat> There's only 51 seats, so you can expect to wait. You're not going to get in there quickly, um, sometimes hours. They'll give you a pager, and you can go out to um, the Lanai. I think they call it the um, Tiki Terrace. Um, the servers out there are great. The drinks are the same out there. The I, only thing I actually you... – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I should think – like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think they let underage people in the bar – 
you, you have not. to go on that right you have to go on the outside right you, you have to go on the tiki terrace right yep, exactly. tiki terrace and the tiki terrace is cool they, they usually will have live entertainment there'll be a guy there playing hawaiian songs um <clears throat> the servers are great out there the drinks are the same they're same served in the same uh tiki mugs um that are the drinks are in inside the Gra Grotto. The only difference is inside the Gra Grotto, Imagineering has taken over and done and put in a lot of special effects. Yes, so, so many cool things. <laughs> there's yep. a lot of cool things. Like I say, it's eternally night inside there. But the windows outside, you'll see there's a volcano. One of the windows, there's a volcano out there. If you order the Krakatoa punch, the volcano will erupt. <laughs> Anybody who orders one. <laughs> if you order the hippopotamitai, um, and, and you're sensing a, a theme. The, the um, Trader Sam is the headhunter that's at the end of the Jungle Cruise ride. We should mention. Yeah, you, so you this, to that, right? uh, yeah we didn't mention that yet. <laughs> this is all themed after kind of Jungle Cruise type of theme. And another thing about the Grog Grotto, unlike the... Um, the one in Disneyland is that it's kind of loosely themed around 20,000 leagues under the sea, which was, you know, is not no longer inside Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So um, the Hippopotamitai, you order that and the, every server in the bar is going to go two shots of rum. <laughs> <laughs> you order a Polynesian pearl. Um, there's a giant clam behind the bar that will open up and inside will be the, the actual drink glass or vessel for your drink the the uh the pearl and um every hundred pearls out of it they're all 99 are white one of them is black and the last time i was there um after i was outside checking out my uh, my mugs <laughs> and I, I had one for gary yeah i appreciate that by the way <laughs> making sure that they were not broken because they said these are limited edition and cannot yeah. be replaced <laughs> So make sure it's not broken. Mine is featured and, uh, prominently on my entertainment center. I, that's that is a great mug, really. It is. Mug. And um, anyway, uh, there were a couple guys sitting next to us, also tiki drink aficionados. And the guy had his black pearl. He's like, ah, I finally got a black pearl. I mean, <laughs> you gotta. I mean, in theory, you might have to drink a hundred of those <laughs> before you get the black pearl. Yeah, how long was he there? <laughs> yeah. Was he under the table when he was? <laughs> no, I think this was over a period of, of different visits. <laughs> not, not all one visit, but yeah. Um, so he was really excited. He got the Black Pearl, which is really cool. And um, if you order the Nautilus, which is a great mug. Okay. Which I would love to have. I'm jealous. <laughs> it comes in a Nautilus and um, a, a mug shaped like the Nautilus. It's for two people or more. Um and when you order it, uh, there, there's a, like a squid arm above the bar and it starts moving and all these things start happening. And the uh, the uh, behind, you know, behind the bar, they're all everybody, all the servers are screaming, dive, dive, dive. <laughs> and, and like I said, it, it's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff happening. It's a lot of fun. They do have. um they do have appetizers in there. I've only had the dumplings. Um, they were very good. So I would imagine they're all very good. Um, I mostly go in there for drinks. Um, 
a lot of times we'll end up on the lanai because we you know we just don't want to wait two hours yeah. to get inside the grotto like i said there's only 51 seats in there but if you're only going to disney world for uh you know this is your one trip or whatever you're not a pass holder you don't go a lot it certainly would be worth it to wait and get inside and see the show in there it's just a lot of fun and of course they all come in custom tiki mugs all the drinks mm-hmm. um best part you can <laughs> buy these mugs you can get the drink without the mug but but buying the mug it's the, the mugs are so great and um actually for as nice as they are they're i think they're fairly reasonably priced um how much is I the nautilus one the nautilus one right now i think is like 58 dollars or something with mm-hmm. the drink um and uh yeah it's great i mean that was one of that was one of my moments when i'm like i really love my wife when we went there one time and she goes <laughs> we're getting the nautilus tonight i'm like yeah, yes i, I love, love you it. honey <laughs> Uh, but my, actually, my as far as drinks go, my favorite drink there, and and maybe one of my favorite mugs is the um the shrunken zombie head, which is a, yeah, a zombie yes. version of a zombie, and it's a great mug. Um, but I have quite a few of them. I'm looking at them right now. They're all awesome. I do and have one of those. Oh. I do. I have one of those. Yep. Oh, I, I do. Think I, 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 have have, I, I think I got <laughs> you one of those too. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's it's just um, a fun time, and it's it's one of those places that it's like like we're t- talking about the Adventurers Club. It's yeah. it's almost beyond a bar. It's an attraction. So attraction. Yeah. yeah, attraction. Yeah, and um, like I said, if if you like tiki mugs or you're a big tiki person, um, then this is the place for you in Disney World, and I am for sure. <clears throat> cool yep. yeah that place is awesome and I, I i think it's time to bring up again that i was at the one at disneyland yes <laughs> <laughs> which i think is slightly smaller in uh it definitely doesn't have the outside the outside of uh of the the um trader sam's in california is a uh like a patio not not like a deck overlooking water or anything like that yeah. It, it overlooks the courtyard, I believe. I wasn't there for too long, but the place is incredibly small. Yeah. Uh, definitely don't have the same uh, effects that the the one in Florida has. They have a few of them, but nothing mm-hmm. nothing to the same extent. I think right. like uh, you know the exploding the the volcano, the erupting volcano, and and mm-hmm. they have occasional tropical storm through the window. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, not, nothing nothing. To, so if you if you if you're going for a tiki bar. Go for the one in Florida. The Rod, the <laughs> Rod Grotto. Yeah, and it, the, 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 the volcano effect we're talking about is very – if you've been on the in the Enchanted Tiki Room, when the storm happens and the, the volcano goes off outside the window, it's very reminiscent of that. It looks it looks a lot like that. But it's it's just really cool to happen inside a bar while you're having a drink, <laughs> a great tiki drink. And, very cool. Um, yeah, it's just a, a really cool spot. Cool. Well, that's, my, so, that's my that's my number one. And that's I, it. I, I would be remiss if I didn't put in a few honorable mentions that didn't quite make my top <laughs> so, so I'm going to mention the Ale and Compass mm-hmm. at uh, at Disney's Yacht Club, which is a fairly yep. new place. They have a great drink there, a Gimlet with Plymouth Navy Strength blend, uh, Gin. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
very yeah. bad. You'll be saying Blin when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Cruise Cup Lounge at the Yacht Club is another place that I really like. Some comfy chairs and a really mellow atmosphere. And I'm actually great, not familiar with that one. Yeah, and a great drink menu. Uh, La Cava de Tequila. Well, that was on my that was on my honorable mention also. Yeah, an honorable mention. It's uh, you know. Is there any better atmosphere in Disney than the oh the, the Mexico Pavilion? Look, looking over a, a big volcano, yeah. and watching the boats go by, and, uh, and having, and having a fantastic margarita, flight of tequila, flight of tequila, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and of course, Oga's Cantina. Haven't not I've not been. Yeah, hasn't it? Didn't quite make my list because I'm not crazy about the drinks. <laughs> That's yes. it. And the atmosphere is great, and and I don't like having to wait so long to get in. A little too crowded, but you know I'm I'm still talking about Trader Sam's, but <laughs> Olga's you have to actually make a reservation to get into. It. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and a reservation one last for a bar. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say a couple other ones: the Bellevue Room and the Boardwalk, where they have some cool games and stuff. I always end up there. And Upstairs. Victoria's. Yep, upstairs yep. in the boardwalk and Fantastic Victoria place. Fall Lounge, which which overlooks Boma in the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, another cool spot overlooking Boma Restaurant. So those those are my honorable mentions. That is a cool spot. And I only had two honorable mentions. One of them was Mexico Pavilion, which yeah, stole from me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I talk first, so I win. <laughs> but my other one was Narcosis Bar. Yeah, a, another great spot. It's just Love a cool it. place, right? You, uh, you know, um, last time we went, or uh, I wasn't with you, last time I went was I just basically the, the boat dropped you off from the Magic Kingdom. We walked yeah. right into Narcosis and sat at the bar. Yep. Um, very cool place. Awesome um, place. Great servers in Narcosis. Well, um, so that you just, you know, transitioned great into our into our closing. Yeah. Because we're, we're done with our top five. We also did our honorable mention. And we just want to do a shout out to all the cast members, the, the servers, yeah. the, basically, um, you know, basically they, all the. They are they are the magic, really. They make they make the Disney World bars and lounges magical. So, yeah. you know, when you folks go, by all means, please treat these people well because they they do a great job and they work hard. So, yeah, without um, a doubt. You know, they're very busy all the time. Just think about it, what it must be like to be, at, yeah, you know, yeah. basically working in Disney um, and and you basically have a, a nonstop, you know, flood of people coming to the bar and to stay as personable, as chipper as these people do, you know. And and like we had mentioned at the Dawa Bar, one of the reasons we love the Dawa Bar are the servers. Right. You know, they, they make they make the the experience you know all all these places the servers are a very big part of of the uh you know why we love these places yeah so when that bill comes don't skimp don't skimp. that's right that's right (laughs) exactly (laughs) typically when we we say treat them well that's what we're talking about (laughs) yeah so that's it i think we are uh like we're at a close to this podcast yeah. i guess uh, I, it didn't go the i'm not I, I didn't look at the time but uh it, it went longer than we typically do again it's it's a two-hour podcast yeah. 
Gary and I can talk. We, <laughs> yeah. we had our drinks this time, so we can talk even more. But I have to say, it's been a lot of fun. And it's always a pleasure talking with Gary about Disney World. And that's why we have this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and I appreciate that. It's likewise, Joe. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We got to try to trim up these podcasts, though, man, every time we're going two hours. so Yeah, yeah. I, uh, thought, I thought this one might be shorter, but <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. All right. So we're going to close. Joe, do you got a close for us? I do have a closing statement. As every, as always, everyone, please remember to enjoy every sandwich. That's it. We are out. See you in two weeks. See you in two weeks, everybody. Good night. So, so, so you're saying that you think maybe some, from, from your perspective now, do, do you know something about uh, life and death that maybe I don't know now? Not unless I know how much, how much you're supposed to enjoy every sandwich, mm -hmm. you know.